everybody. It is Mick from Dad House. I know it's a little bit going on with spring break and the normal kid stuff, but we are back here now to give you another snippet where we are going to talk in honor of Financial Literacy Month about how to teach our kids about that stuff, promote it amongst our families, etc., etc. But before we get started, and I do the housekeeping stuff, I'd like to welcome Shannon to the episode. Shannon? Hey, I'm here. I'm ready. Fantastic. All right, Shannon, housekeeping. Let's go. You, you, you're an author, right? Yep, I'm author. I wrote the book, The Ultimate Stay-at-Home Dad Manual, designed to help all dads everywhere do all the things with kids. And I am not an author, but I helped him write the book in a go out to, <laughs> go out to breakfast every once in a while and bounce ideas off of him. That but part is true. We are two-fifths of the Dad House crew. Dad House is a group of five at-home parents for the last 12-plus years. For most of us, some of us closer to 16. We're sharing our life lessons learned through five unicorn wives and 16 chaotic children. And we're still happy. Yep. Long story short, we are on all the socials at Dad House Pod. Find us here on um, call in, please, to talk a little kid stuff. And our full length episodes, wherever you find podcasts, are uh, Dad House. Our next episode will be coming out hopefully pretty soon, where we're going to be talking about some beer with Kansas City's beer ambassador, Jeremy Danner. Yeah, we are. All right, Shannon. Hey, did you know it's Financial Literacy Month? I did because I'm writing about it. <laughs> Fantastic. I did not know until you told me. But you know what I did do today? What? I did have to go to the bank and take and do a whole bunch of uh, balance transferring amongst accounts because it was time to pay the kids their allowance. That's a good start. You yes. Don't pay them in like acorns? No, we we don't pay them in ages apparently either because when we were figuring it all up last night, we hadn't paid out since June. So here's a question to start off with. Do your kids actually have their own accounts? Uh, some All three of my kids have some savings accounts, yes. My three have savings accounts. George, you're on there, I'm sorry. Uh, my three have savings accounts and my daughter actually has her own uh, checking account, spending, a youth spending account. She is 16 years old and has her first job. And so Financial Literacy Month actually came at a great time to kind of go with the things we've done before. But it's been interesting to figure out what they know and what they don't know through all the years I've been talking to them about this, because we do talk about finances in this house. Um, and it's been a fun ride. All right. Well, before we get into the old navigating the financial aspects of, uh, of, the, first, of the first job, Let's just kind of go back. Let's give kind of a little uh, a little synopsis as to, you know, maybe what we have done with our kids over the last 16 years, because our our two oldest are both 16 years old. And let's just share some pros and some cons and, and, and stuff like that. Sure. Go ahead, ma'am. OK, um, so um, we did not you know we do we, we've got household chores that uh you know we do essentially pay for via the allowance we are not great about paying out allowances as i kind of mentioned we kind of just tabulate it um but what we do do uh is we don't just give them that money we make them put 
uh, portion of that money into savings. So they've got the savings account portion and the I can spend on whatever latest video game or, you know, uh, Squishmallow, depending on the age of the child, they, yeah. they want. So that's kind of just what we have done, you know, with our kids so far, because my oldest does not have a first job yet. Yeah. And, you know, we, we're not terribly too different. I don't pay an allowance. I pay per a job. Um, and they have certain jobs they know they can get paid for. And it, it does directly re- reflect how many jobs I don't want to do. <laughs> you know, like I, I've given up mowing the yard and I, I pay my son and daughter to do that now. Um, now, if they miss it and don't do it, then I do it and they don't get the money for it. And, and they know that. And so that's kind of where we started as well. Um, and we've been doing this for years and years and years um, since they were younger, um, helping with yard work and they would get paid for yard work. Um, I, had, I was lucky enough to interview uh, a lady named Laura Levine this week. She works for us. She's a CEO for a place called Jumpstart and they write all the national standards and they're a publisher for financial education for kids. And that's her biggest piece of advice is to start young. So, you know, five, six, seven, eight years old in elementary school age, you should be teaching them some part of financial literacy. And I know that sounds just like huge and dire, right? Like how do you teach your kids about taxes and things like that? But that's not what you do. You do exactly what you did, Mick. You start with giving them value for work. And then like you did, a portion goes into savings and it's these little bitty lessons over and over again for the next 10 years. That's what actually makes the difference. Right. Right. So then, you know, and then just to take it one step further, I mean, it's all great to teach your kids, you know, the value of money, you know, the, the work versus the reward. And then, you know, then the next step is, um, you know, saving versus spending, etc. So yes. now one thing that I also started doing, and this is where it gets hard. This is where it gets tricky. And you and I've, and I've kind of, you know, I'll be honest, I've screwed it up a few times. But to me, what I always tried to do, I always tried to teach my, teach my, talk to my kids like I was talking to an adult for a, to, to a certain extent. And, and, and this will make sense when I, when I explain. So, when we would go to the grocery store, I, they would like, can we get this? And I would, yeah. you know, say, I would start explaining how, you know, you've got the want versus the need yep. and versus the desire. And then we would, and then, then somehow that would kind of turn. But the problem with that sometimes is that, you know, at five or six years old, they don't really understand wants and needs. So you no. just have to cut, but you're laying a foundation. Uh, the next thing I started to try to do at the grocery store is started to talk with the kids about value for money. You know, the, 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 the bigger bulk size versus the, the little individual serving size. And, you know, we would break it down. I'd get out my phone, break out the calculator and say, okay, you get this many for this, this price or this many ounces for this price. So they can see, they can see what, you know, what that relationship yeah. is, you know, between package size, package size and value. Sure. But I will give people a warning. The problem with sometimes doing something like this where you're always kind of talking about value is if you're not careful, and this has happened to me numerous times, then the kids kind of start, you know, they're like, can we have this? And you're like, no. And they're like, what? Does it cost too much? Can't we afford it? Can't, you know, is, <laughs> is, it, not, is it not a good, is it not a good value? 
et cetera, et cetera. So somehow there is a balance in there. And, and I'll be honest, uh, sometimes I miss it. You know, what we did, and this, this goes back to what Miss Levine said from Jumpstart, is we make our examples personal to them rather than these big want versus need categories, right? Because it, that's going to go right over a kid's head no matter what age they are, including the 16-year-olds that we have. Um, and so we did something a little bit s- similar to you, Mick. Um, when I would take my son to the grocery store when he was little, I would tell him, you know, he would ask for something. And I would say, if you can find that amount in savings, we can talk about it. So as we grocery shopped, he price checked and he made those decisions left and right, whether we want to get the cheaper brand or we can do without that. Um, and that helped a ton because it was personal to him now. And that's just one small part of the bigger financial literacy question. And they can get it that way, which is why uh, Miss Levine suggests you teach at such a young age. And what we did, Mick, to go into your point, you know, of, you know, do we not have money and that kind of clap back? I always told the kids exactly what our grocery budget was. Like they knew it and said, we are going to spend this. We That's where you and I different. Those. I don't do a budget, but our budget is important. Do. Yes. And and my kids know that. And they since have, have participated in the budget talks, you know, when we do family household stuff, because um, they need to see how a budget works. But when they're doing it the grocery shopping way, um, or if we want to do an adventure, right? It's like, well, we got to, if we want to do this adventure that wasn't planned, we've got to save this amount of money this week. It makes it personal and they know the budget and that gets them into the habit because that's really what we want to do at a young age is we want to be financially literate, but we also want them to build habits. And this is before you get into taxes and sales tax and all that other stuff, but you take it one little itty bitty step at a time. And that's, that's the best way to do it. And then make it very personal and relatable to them. Okay, you know? so let's let's use that. Let's use the personal relatable as a segue into the first job. Yeah. So, uh, Miss Levine actually brought this up. I was talking to her about this. I was talking days. specifically about Vivi. Well, with her first job, and this is why I'm using this example. Okay, now. okay, okay. So she got her first job. Right. And she's very excited. She, she's got her hourly wage. She's got her schedule. Um, it's a local ice cream shop. So I, I can't wait to go see her. Um, but I'm banned from there for, for a while, according to her, because <laughs> I'm too loud. But, the adult? Yes. But what I'm excited about here is because we went over the W-4 that she had to fill out and what the taxes were. Now, she's going to get her paycheck here pretty soon. Right. And for most of our teens, it may not be a paper paycheck. So you won't see all those line items that are deducted, FICA and everything else like that. And so we're going to actually pull it up on a pay stub somewhere, wherever they post that stuff. And we're going to show her, I'm going to show her exactly what taxes are. Like she knows, but now it's personal to her. When they take roughly one third out of her paycheck, she's going to see it. And now she's going to be more engaged with it. And that's kind of how we've continued that talk before we get into how much you save. We have rules for all that, but that's the beginning of it. Talking about like looking at the paycheck and seeing FICA. Do you remember, this will show our age. Yeah. Do you remember, do you remember that friends episode when like Rachel had to get a job for the first time and she goes yeah. on, who is FICA rant? <laughs> yeah. Who's FICA? Why do they get all my money? And my daughter is <laughs> going to get, she's going to get hit with that. You know, now she knows, that they take out roughly one third taxes and we've done some math before this, but now it becomes personal and real. 
Um, and that actually led into a discussion since this is, you know, you got to file your taxes this month. Um, and we've always told them about taxes a little bit at a time, like how you file and what we do. Um, and she was worried that she was going to have to file this year. I was like, no, you file next year, but she will 100% be coming to the accountant with us because I want her to meet that guy and ask questions that she can ask now, even though her tax returns are going to be nothing and easy. It's the experience that I'm after. You know, if right. we can, if we can continue from her early education to now, that's what I'm hopeful for. We'll see if it works though. All right. So Shannon, you got anything else that you want to add? Sure. The last thing I want to add for all the parents out there, if you really want to know where to start and how to start, go find Jumpstart. They're online. Um, they're a great organization that focuses on uh, financial literacy for kids, and it's a great place. So check them out. All right. So um, I was going to mention them, too, in my summary. So we'll just do the summary backwards. Uh, Jumpstart, good resource. Start your kids young. Just you know, give them, you know, give them the breakdown of, you know, value uh, versus effort, i.e. work or um, value versus, uh, you know, versus cost, you know, at the grocery store. I mean, there are so many life lessons you can learn at the grocery store, folks. It really is amazing. You can find educational opportunity just about, just about anywhere. But real, but when it comes to the, to the, you know, talking to your kids about money, the grocery store is probably one of the best places to do so because, you know, it involves budgets. It involves, you know, figuring out value. It you know, it involves the wants, needs, desires. It's just all encompassing. And most um, grocery stores have banks in them nowadays, too. So you can always uh, take them to, you know, take them to the bank and, and you know, look at some of, you know, show them how to navigate an ETM or, you know, things of that nature. And so. it makes it personal. And that's the key with a lot of this education. Now, I do have a quick funny story for you, Mick. We all right. To, uh, my daughter's applying for a passport. She's going to, on a trip this year. And we had to find a cashier's check. And that was way harder. Like half the teenage tellers had no idea what the hell I was talking about. It was funny. It was legitimately funny. So I had to explain cashier's check to my daughter. Because that's Ah. what you have to send in. I don't carry checks anymore. So they wanted a cashier's check. I was like, okay. So I went to like four different places and eventually found one. So there you go. (laughs) All right. Well, that is it for Financial Literacy Month from... uh, couple guys from the dad house crew if you're interested in any of our longer episodes go to dadhousepod.com check us out on the socials and we are out of here gotta go work on my taxes anyway minor filed i've done a good job <laughs> very good very good all right all right good luck everybody thanks everybody we'll talk to you later